0: What the fuck is going down, podcast listener? Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Barrow and I'm the host of the show. And on this show, we have a damn good conversation. Every episode, guaranteed. Not only do we have a great conversation every episode, we have a great guest every episode. Damn, we're on a fucking roll. 125 episodes, here we are. And the special guest that will help us christen in the next 125 episodes will be Bradley Gonzalez. The myth, the legend, the rock star, the hero. Bradley, I love you. I love having you on. You always elaborate on historical events so well. We need that in this life. And uh, definitely on this fucking podcast. And I think the listener would agree. And listener, if you've listened to the other episodes with Bradley Gonzalez, you would know. We get straight into the shit. We don't fuck around. We talk history, baby. And we talk a little bit of fantasy as well. Because that's what you do when you're having a good time. So I'm sure we're going to talk about aliens on the fantasy end. And I think for sure, for sure, we're going to talk about Ukraine and Russia. And a bunch of other realistic um, examples. And a lot of other things that we're hearing in the narrative that we're really not jiving with. So I hope you're ready, listener, for a good time. I hope that you've already liked, shared, subscribed, and told all your friends about the podcast. But for now, it is time to journey into the yonder of conversation with Bradley Gonzalez on the Symbiosis Now podcast.
1: Hello, Neil and Buzz. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. And this certainly has to be the most historic telephone call ever made from the White House.
0: You know Idaho potatoes? That's prison labor. I was face down in the gravel, teeth biting road like asphalt. Coca-Cola still uses coca leaf in their mixture for flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Because the simpler a message is, the more people can get behind it. I can really tune in and try to stay alert on what's going on right now. And also, I had read the
1: fucking label wrong. So we actually took 10 times the amount we were supposed to take. Wow. Of each... This is the thing, and I want this to be like a public service announcement to people. PSA, listen, PSA. this is
0: important. Hello. Our baby crash landed, Bradley. He crash landed here in Reedley, and it's 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 doing pretty good. He's a little week week old boyo as we record this well, podcast nice. today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, hope he's doing well. Healthy little boy.
0: He is. Thank you so much for saying that, man.
1: You're welcome.
0: Recently, you and I were like talking over Instagram or something, and I brought up the fact that when we annexed Texas, we as in the United States, when we annexed Texas from Spain, which technically was like taken from the natives, but it became Mexico, right? And it was Spanish territory but we kind of like annexed Texas and a bunch of other land at the same time, just said it was ours, kind of, right? Like we kind of used force and said, yo, this is what's going to happen. And there was a war that broke out to do that. Am I wrong? Well, I think back
1: then, the Texas and California and much of the West Coast was Mexican territory back then with the Mexican Empire after Mexico fought Spain for independence. So okay. you're kind of right, but Texas and California were owned by Mexico by them Gotcha. The broke out.
0: but the conflict yeah. broke out over the United States saying basically this is our territory to the Mex the nation of Mexico at the time the way it was uh, mapped out right.
1: Well, here's an interesting part though: Texas actually wanted to break free from Mexico and become its own independent country.
0: Did it, or do we just say that that's how history went? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because well, I feel like the United States often says that. We go into a conflict and we say, oh, well, they need our help. They want to break away. In fact, they want to have a revolution. You know, and then we help them and, like, send them weapons and shit, you know?
1: Well, that was happened during the Cold War. stuff with CIA black operations and whatnot, though. But this was, like, way before we had intelligence agencies and whatnot, so.
0: Got you. So the only people yeah. that have ever done that are intelligence agencies? It could be a bunch of stuff going on huh I mean, it could it's be all. it's fucking crazy but anyways i get what you're saying so basically essentially the united states was like yo you know if you want to you know break away from mexico texas we'll take you um and they fought a war over this with mexico right well, well here's what ha- here's what happened so
1: basically a bunch of americans started settling in texas when it was part of mexico and there's like this fervor like we all know how texas is like they're like a big state they always wanted to they have this reputation of wanting to be big and bad like don't don't mess with texas bro or something right yeah like they started to want to break away from mexican rule but the mexicans didn't like that like if you notice that whenever a province or a state wants to break away from a country like the main state doesn't want that to happen like of successful. course, of course. Yeah, so there are some skirmishes between Texas revolutionaries and the Mexican government, and then you had like the Battle of the Alamo with you know with Davy Crockett and all of them getting killed and stuff. Right. Yeah, and then eventually Texas broke free, and then the United States decided to to annex Texas with the agreement of the texans because there's a bunch of americans who have already settled in texas and they thought it was a good idea just to be annexed by the united states but the mexican empire didn't like that at all so then you had a conflict breakout And, and then you have california you know wanting to become independent too from mexico and then you have california joining the united states fighting the mexican empire holy shit yeah, basically, but if if we could tie this into you know Ukraine and Russia, there are some similarities like how you have these big. Regions.
0: That's exactly where I was going to go with this, bro. I'm so glad that you get what I, catch my drift because I was trying to compare to so many different um, conflicts, whatever you want to call them—wars, conflicts, uh, proxies, whatever the fuck—for um, a long time that I feel like are very similar to what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. And it's not something new is all I like to talk about this because I feel like it's not something new. I feel like when we're in the fog of war, we like to all act like it's something so new. No one knows what we're doing. We don't understand any of this, but that's not true. We need to because otherwise we'll get too quickly in over our head, I feel like, in going into World War Three. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And going through the whole similarities with Ukraine and Russia, like – in East Ukraine you have a bunch of Russian speakers who feel close to Russia and they feel more Russian than they are Ukrainian and if you go to that side of, you know, Ukraine back before, you know, twenty thirteen, you know, when everything started to unravel between Russia and Ukraine. Like you had, you know, more Russian speakers even than Ukrainian speakers even though that even though it's in Ukraine There's like, a bunch of Russian minorities in East Ukraine. Like, the more East you go, the
0: more Russians you have. And the more West you go, you have the more Ukrainians. Right, and, like, I was going to say, like, Crimea is kind of similar to the annexation of Texas, though, right? In that aspect? Because Crimea is south of Ukraine, am I wrong? And it's kind of, like, connected to the bay that that's yeah. close to them so that's why of course Russia would want that as whatever you want to call it as their territory but they used to have that apparently right yes. so sim- yeah, it it's very similar such... but it's really weird man it's weird how people like to grab land and then people like that aren't even in, engaged like don't even live there like I'm a, like exa- example uh, given with Ukraine and the american people for some reason like we all feel like we're involved but we're not yeah it's kind of like indirect involvement when you think about it. And we give them money and weapons and somehow that yes. makes us the good guys? Well, it's all a bunch of gray areas, I'll tell you what. Totally.
1: Yeah, it also depends on, you know, you're from where you're from, though. Like, if you're are an American or uh West European, you view the Russians as the aggressors and Ukrainians as the victims. However, if you were to be in Russia or or in a country that's a little neutral or sympathetic to Russia, like Armenia or or any of the former Soviet countries like Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, and all of them, or Belarus, especially Belarus, they view Russia as trying to defend themselves from what they see as encroaching Western influence and aggression. Right. Like, they literally think that the United States and NATO is out to get them through Ukraine. Like, they think they're gonna get effed over or something
0: well i feel like often there's always these these narratives and these talks of oh you know this aggressor's upset because of this And can you believe that Putin did this and he's such a, a War criminal and all this stuff but I mean We have generals in the United States Army That have been war criminals in fact we took Some of them in Operation Paperclip From the Nazis and made them like great oh, Heroes yeah. here Operation as well Paperclip You know what I mean good. so like I'm just yeah exactly I'm I mean, glad I'm you know what good I mean ones, like, is A notable, one, I know about. A notable fact, one yes not a good yeah. one Do
1: you want to know how I first learned about Operation Paperclip How Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh no shit. Game. Yeah, like that game may be interested in cold in the Cold War Andes and the secret shit that happens behind the scenes during that time period, like because that game takes place during the Cold War, like during the nineteen sixties. Like you go to like Vietnam, Laos, the Soviet Union and stuff like that, and eventually you have to find this Nazi who's working with the Soviet Union. Right. Work on this bioweapon. And that's how that's how I found out that the Soviet Union and the United States got Nazi scientists after World War II, after Nazi Germany fell, and had them work on these secret experiments like space travel and weaponry and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, dude. And, like, I mean, okay, so not to get into, like, a conspiracy rabbit hole and shit, but, you know, everybody and their mama talks about Hunter Biden and that fucking laptop. You know what I mean? So, clearly, that's just one example of a thousand examples ...of some kind of corruption and hacking and data mining and some kind of shit that goes out of Ukraine and Russia and that whole area of Europe, of of Eastern Europe, I feel like there's something more to the story that none of us really know... Because you'd have to be kind of really understanding what the fuck is going on behind the scenes, on the internet, hacking-wise, all this shit, under wraps, like, where you would never really see it. It's not even just, like, someone doing a drug run where you could, like, see the path in which they took or something, you know. This is, like, doing shit over the internet with, like, hidden web browsers and hidden VPNs and all this bullshit, right? So I feel like there's something going on there that we don't realize that's why this is such a critical thing. And in a way, it's super relatable to World War II in the sense where we could be just shifting a little bit more east, but the same idea stands where you have a huge aggressor trying to battle some some kind of dark web kind of shit that may be super valuable. Like, you know, these these hackers and these guys that are really good at coding and all this shit that maybe are around there. Or maybe they're just good at uh, manipulating resources or shutting down people's power grids like we've heard and shit in that area. Whether that's true or not, we've heard that there's a lot of hacking and a lot of weird shit going on there. And I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just saying that in a way, if World War III broke out or whatever, maybe in a way to extract those 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 really brilliant minds for the future of the internet and information – for as we know it basically could be extracted out of that place and maybe that's what kind of some of this war is warring is over too that we don't yeah, know I mean, of course I mean, it's always yeah, over resources was. but it's also over ideologies it's over yeah. um you know hidden resources that no one talks about they may be black market resources you know like i said
1: yeah and a lot of it goes back to like the cold war too like a continuation or like a aftermath or like a lingering influence of the cold war for sure yeah, like, back then, you know, during the Cold War, I mean, after the Cold War, after the Soviet Union fell, and you have Ukraine, Russia, the Soviet Russia become Russia again, or Soviet Ukraine become Ukraine, and the Baltics becoming their own thing again, and stuff like that. Like, Russia tried to look westward, you know, tried to be more like us, like the West, but right. that didn't work for them. They didn't like it. Especially when Putin came into power in the the late 90s after Boris Yeltsin, you know, the drunk president who was getting blacked out drunk outside of the White House and all naked and stuff. Yeah, that actually happened when he visited the White House. Wait, who? Boris Yeltsin, the first president of the Russian Federation post-Soviet Union. What? Yeah, Boris Yeltsin, he used to hang out with Bill Clinton and stuff back
0: then. And he got naked at the White House with Bill Clinton?
1: Uh no, he actually <laughs> He was known for being a drunk man. Like he gets freaking drunk all the time, and there's this. And like I said, he was found naked, all drunk, or with a pizza box outside the White House when he visited for a diplomatic mission. So,
0: so they made him party that hard.
1: Yeah, he was known for being a drunk. Yeah, Dude, imagine
0: like the a- party he left and then ended up there with the pizza box over his dick. Like, imagine the drugs that he was on that night, probably, that they gave him, like, roofies and shit, bro. And he was, like, hungry at the same time and fucking yeah. passed out in front of the White House I with mean, a pizza box over his cock. I mean, cock. I've heard he would be drunk
1: during freaking speeches over in Russia, too.
0: That's so crazy, because like I know we've had presidents, for sure, that are drunks, and we just would never think about it like that, but definitely notably in the past, like in the previous centuries, we had drunk presidents, for sure. Oh, yeah, and I think uh, Barack Obama, you know, also smoked weed at one point. <laughs> oh, he was smoking the blunts. You ever see that Key and Peele uh, skit where he's back in college, and he's like passing the joint, and he's like, don't skip Barry Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's funny as fuck. You got to check it out. Key and Peele with the Barack yeah. Obama smoking weed skit. Yeah. And, uh, and and I think George
1: W. Bush also did cocaine during his time in the, in the Texas Air Force. Oh, so I'm, you know, I'm
0: sure kind of that thing. fool was all coked out probably on stage, man. He'd probably go backstage and, <laughs> all right, guys, let's go tell them that they're terrorists and they're taking over America. And then they went out there and they were like, Wee! and everybody and their mama believed it they didn't realize he was all jacked up on cocaine in the back room with dick cheney I anybody mean, that wants war forever reasons. can go suck a fat dick but at the same time haven't we always been in war haven't we all always been in war like the, the world's always somehow ha- has some kind of conflict somewhere going on you know and, yes. predating history just, even i'm sure you know
1: yeah and before we expand I want to go back to Boris Yeltsin really
0: quick. Oh, of course. The guy with the pizza box over his dick.
1: Yeah, the drunk Russian president. And I think he is the reason <laughs> why uh, when Putin became president for the first time in 1999, he started kind of being a little bit more aggressive to the United States, mainly in policy. This was like before he really didn't like the United States or Western stuff at all, though. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: listener are you in the barbecue game do you like to smoke some ribs over a long 15 hour interval and do that on a weekly basis maybe and maybe you need someone to come help detail all them dirty ass racks and clean out all the underside and bring it all back to life maybe you need your old barbecue that you haven't used in a while that you miss using fixed up maybe you need it even transported because you don't know how you're gonna actually get it from one place to another, and have it functional by the time it gets there. One man stands alone for the answer to these problems, and that is Ray Balladeras over at Barbecue Ray's Detailing and Restoration Services. Ray Baladarez, the owner and operator, is a good dude, and he actually really, really knows his shit, so I would highly recommend you hitting him up if you need your barbecue reassessed and rearranged. He's open Monday through Friday. He can do barbecue pickups and drop-offs. He can clean or detail your barbecue and all around it. He can fabricate and design some new shit to fit your barbecue needs. He can troubleshoot your electrical and fuel problems. And he can even teach you how to season that grill, baby. If you're interested in this man's services, give him a -a ring-a-ding-ding at 559-397-5440. And I'm going to leave his information in the description along with his Instagram handle, which would just be BBQ Rays Detailing, where he posts all his cool content of all his barbecue upkeeps. So, Central Valley, whatever your needs are, contact this man and tell him you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast. That's Barbecue Rays Detailing and Restoration Services. Located in Reedley, California, servicing the greater 559 area. So give Ray a call so he can put the U back in BBQ.
1: Warren actually stopped a coup from happening in Russia that would have brought back the Soviet Union in some way in 1993. Holy shit. Yeah, there was an actual freaking almost borderline civil war in moscow russia the capital city in 1993 where you have all where you had like the supreme soviet you know it's like kind of like congress but for russia back then there was, oh okay it before it became the state duma you know that's you know and stuff like that and they were really getting tired of boris yeltsin and stuff and boris yeltsin was getting tired of them so eventually like they got a bunch of tanks rolling out on the streets and there was like some people and civilians grabbing guns and started shooting at each other you know trying to overthrow boris yeltsin and stuff like that and, and he even had like the and get this on the side of the coup of the coup, you had both communists and nazis teaming up together to try to overthrow boris yeltsin
0: yeah they were friends
1: yeah, the Nazis and the Communists, like, I'm, I'm not shitting you, usually you think that they hate each other, but for some reason they were united against Boris Yeltsin and stuff like that. So you had, like, the freaking fighting on the streets of Moscow, and you even had tanks attacking the Russian White House, like, you had, like, yeah, like freaking tanks shooting artillery shells, like, boom, 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 like freaking trying to blow that freaking building into pieces.
0: Holy shit. It
1: was freaking crazy. I'll I'll send you a video about it later. It's like very in-depth. And then, you know, eventually the coup was stopped and Boris Yeltsin remained the president of Russia. And he introduced some new legislation, which a lot of people say that legislation he passed after the coup failed is the reason why Russia is what it is today with being super authoritarian and why Putin is able to stay in power for so long now. So yeah.
0: So like basically there was a lot of fuckery that led up to this like level of Putin having all these um these extra ex- like I don't know, these extra like time frames in which he can be president, for example, and these extra grabbing things. Like we has more power than before because of this fuckface before him. Is that what you're saying, kinda?
1: Yes. I think it was just mainly so there wouldn't be another coup in Russia ever happening again like that. Right. Yeah, and another thing I like to talk about, speaking of there was actually some wars in Russia during the 90s too. Like you had yeah, I'm not sure if you heard about this about these states or provinces in Russia called Chechnya.
0: Oh yeah, and I have the map up right here too in the background, so I I'm looking at the area, so I kind of know when you're yeah, talking about whatever area you're talking about. I would advise if you're listening podcast listener to do the same thing because sometimes I don't know like where the fuck Kazakhstan yeah. is and shit like I had to look I'm like dang I feel stupid yeah, you know think, that's yeah. just it though that's why this is super important to talk about this Brad I'm so glad you're on because yeah. whoever's listening I'm sure understands where I'm coming from it's important to like actually pay attention and know where the fuck this geog- geographical like plane in which this war is going down is even yeah, at I mean, because otherwise I feel like too much of us don't even know what the fuck a Crimean is we don't know what the fuck yeah, a Ukrainian well, even no, is we don't know where Kiev is you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like,
1: yeah, a lot of people think they know what they're talking about, but they don't can't
0: spot these specific locations on the map. So, right. So. Incl- including myself, partially. That's just it. Like, we all hear yeah. these narratives, and then we rush into fucking war, and we send hella money and arms. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm worried about, you know what I mean? So I like talking about it. So go on.
1: Yeah. So Chechnya, you know, was this region in Russia that's predominantly Muslim. Yeah, you have a bunch of Muslims, you know, like a huge Muslim majority population, and they tried to break free from the Russian Federation by attacking Russia, and Russia went to war against them during the mid-90s under Yeltsin. And eventually, I think the—I forget exactly what happened. I'm going to look it up real quick about who won the first of russia Chechen war, so, but we all know eventually Russia ends up winning the second one, and that's why Chechnya is still a a republic within the Russian Federation. So, Chech
0: so weird, so much going on in that fucking area of the world.
1: Yeah, knew, yeah, Chechnya is in the. Caucasus Mountains, North Caucasus Mountains. Yeah, I'm going to look up this conflict really quick. The first conflict specifically, because I forget exactly who won the first conflict, the first Chechen war. It was a, yeah, the Chechens won against the Russians in the first conflict in 1994 until 1996. And then you have the second war between the Chechnyans and the Russians after the Islamists invaded Russia's Dagat. And hold on, how's the Dagestan region and declared it as independent? And that didn't sit well for Russian, so they started fighting the Chechnyans again. And then, okay, this is under Putin, by the way, during Putin's first uh, gig as president of Russia. Like, one day, there was a terrorist bombing in Moscow that blew up a th- movie theater, or like a, actually a theater, you know, we watch plays and stuff. And that really got the Russian people pissed off at the Chechnyans and really made them want to go fight them even more.
0: But who was responsible for that?
1: Yeah, there was actually a conspiracy about that. A lot of people said that Putin staged that in order to kind of rile up the Russian people against the Chechnyans in order to support the war effort. Because
0: a comparable example where it's not the same, but it's similar, in the way that we got into Vietnam, where we said there was some shit that happened in the Gulf of Tonkin that didn't completely happen. And then later it comes out, oh, that didn't actually completely happen. But we went to war over it because the American people were like, well, fuck that. If they're going to sink our ships and they're going to fuck with us, they're going down. You know what I mean? And it gets people yeah, on board. It truly does. Happen, though, Say it's again? like some kind of attack or some kind of fabrication if it's
1: not really an attack from a hostile force. So, right. Like, I mean, the thing with Vietnam is that, that that was like a more of an ideological thing because a lot of people were afraid of, north vietnam taking south vietnam and becoming communist and stuff so that was like more of an ideological thing well this one is more of a you know trying to be independent from russia but then you had terrorists getting involved in it eventually and making the cause look very bad wow yeah so eventually since nobody knows if it was putin who staged that theater bombing or something so yeah eventually the russians won the second war in chechnya became part of Russia again, and I'm not sure if you heard about this guy named uh, Ramzan Kadyrov. I don't know. He's like the governor of the Chechnya region in Russia. He is a huge Putin supporter, even though he was like a revolutionary back then. Yeah, he's known for like owning, like a being super rich and super Muslim and being involved in the ukrainian war and stuff right now and he was also and he's known for saying a bunch of crazy stuff like talking about oh how russia should freaking start nuking cities in ukraine right now and stuff like that and then you have these russian officials trying to say oh don't listen to him he says crazy shit all the time (laughs) oh and get this one time there's this photo of him praying at a gas station allegedly in ukraine like you know he's like in the praying stands like how a muslim would pray eastward and it was at a ukrainian gas station but then it was found out that that gas station wasn't in ukraine it was still in russia praying and stuff so yeah he's known for being somewhat of a propagandist too
0: well i think that a lot of these war issues and conflicts and proxies and whatever we want to call it coups there's a lot of information um that's mixed up in the process a lot of propaganda That leads to a lot of these things, you know, and it's crazy because we see it happen all the time and that's why like we're talking about this even right now is because we see some shit unfolding as we speak in a weird way. You hear on the fucking news that, you know, so and so, you know, he won't stop at nothing. Putin is an evil war criminal, he's gonna blow us all off the face of the earth, and it's like, I don't disagree with that, I don't fucking know, but I definitely feel like there's more to the story than just that, and the riling of the American people is strange to me, to rile them up to hate this other country, just across the ocean. It's yeah, fucking scary, I mean, dude.
1: I, I mean, thing is that I disagree with with, the, with what the Russians are doing, but I don't hate all Russian people, right, though, but I don't hate the people, just like how I may not agree with what the Chinese government has been doing with Hong Kong and their attitude toward Taiwan, but I don't hate Chinese people, though, you know?
0: Right, a hundred percent, bro. Speaking
1: of China, just this past weekend, Xi Jinping got another term as the president. Or premier of China, making him arguably the most powerful leader China has ever had since Mao Zedong.
0: You mean because his like continued uh, reign?
1: Yes, and all the powers he has in China. Is he
0: voted in? Is this a de- this is not a democracy though, right? So it's kind of like he no, he just a, do whatever he wants, right? It's like a semi-communist
1: dictatorship, kind of. Yeah, it's like well, its own thing. A, it's out its out own thing. Theory, yeah. I mean there are elections but it's not like in north korea where it's like no it's like fucking hopeless north korea
0: yeah it's hipster over there in china it seems like man they got some wild like hybridized ass cultural phenomena going on like the way that their economics and their socioeconomics basically are some hybridized ass uh version of capitalism communism socialism and uh, authoritarianism basically a tec- yeah, and technocracy like- i guess but that's just from what we hear man i don't know i never fucking been there you know yeah,
1: and I do know that a lot of people like to compare China's attitude or China's, you know, foreign policy toward Taiwan as similar to what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. But the thing is that while there are some very slight similarities, it's actually quite different because here's how the whole Taiwan and China thing actually started out. It's because you know after or during World after World War II there was a civil war in China between the nationalists and the communists and then eventually the communists with possible help from the Soviet Union defeated the nationalists and the nationalists fled to the island that would become Taiwan so basically you have two Chinas or two countries claiming to be the real China right now so that's how it all started right Yeah, and then there was, like, some shit that went down during the 50s, 60s, and 90s with, you know, a bunch of some stuff going on on the Taiwan Strait between the Chinese coast and the Taiwanese coast, like some ships passing by or shooting rockets and stuff like that. And we actually recently had China shooting missiles over Taiwan as part of of,
0: as testing or intimidation and stuff like that recently as well and then to provide a little less culture shock for whoever the fuck is listening right now like taiwan is like right off the coast of china it's fucking part of china basically is what he's describing it's fucking right off the coast it's not even like how far hawaii is from california it's like it's like fucking how far cuba is from florida type of shit it's not that far like it's pretty fucking close and the reality is is like it's so far close to them To think that, like, we could go intervene and stop a goddamn thing. If you look at it geographically, if you look at it on a map, Japan's right above it, South Korea's right above this shit, the Philippines are right below it. It's kind of in this little weird spot, but it's right next to China. So, like, no offense to the American people that think, like, we're gonna stop this and Nancy Pelosi and da-da-da-da-da. No, you're not gonna do a goddamn thing because this is, like, their fucking, it's like, it's like if they had, like, a little island, like, Manhattan or some shit right there. They're not gonna let that shit go, and they're not gonna. There's no way ships could get in there fast enough to stop a goddamn thing that would happen on Taiwan. Sadly, you know. So when we all act like we're gonna be involved and oh that can't happen, and we hear all the narratives of oh you know so and so is gonna do this and then Chinese are doing that, you know, it's kind of like sadly we we can't do anything about it. It's just a lot of him and and for now. Hopefully historically it'll play out well, but I don't know, man. You know. If yeah, there's if there's I mean, force of any kind it's like people die and shit it's fucked up it's that sucks you know I mean that
1: something like that if we were to get involved in defending Taiwan from a potential Chinese invasion might end up spiraling into a bigger conflict sense you know we could easily get there you know with our bases in South Korea and Japan and in Hawaii and the Philippines and and we all, always have like our Pacific fleet nearby too and that means that the Chinese would have to start hitting those bases and those ships out in sea too. So it's going to get really messy if it, you know, if anything were to happen. Unfortunately, it's going to get really messy.
0: Right. And we don't want nothing to happen. But the reality is, it's like we're not in charge of that shit. If China says they want to do some wild shit, they're going to do some wild shit. Just like if Russia says they're going to do some wild shit to their own fucking people, like they've done a thousand times. They're gonna do it, man. Like, let's never forget the the old Soviet Union. What was his fucking name? Uh, He we were allies with that asshole, and he killed a hell of fucking people. Yeah, Stalin. He killed like more people than Hitler killed. Sent him to fucking Siberia to die and shit. You know. So I'm confused on how our allies sometimes change into not our allies anymore really quick overnight in fact. It depends on where you what what resources you're trying to extract and what side you're on I guess at the end of the day ideologically whether it's religion or it's it's even deeper like like kind of like what's happening in a lot of these places we've talked about. It's not just so much an ideology, right? It's like it's religious. It's a uh, people's place of living and then all of a sudden they're told they're owned by someone else and a lot of people just don't like that, you know. I wouldn't like that if all of a sudden someone told us we're not in United States anymore, we're actually just fucking Canada or or like we're to, we're part of Russia now or some shit, all the way down the west coast, imagine, in the future. Be like, damn, what the fuck? And then resources start drying up and everyone's fucking skinny and shit and mad all the time. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and sometimes I wonder how this stuff like this would play out in outer space. If we were to make contact with aliens or, or something. Like, what do you mean?
0: What's going down, podcast listener? I imagine that you drive a car when you're out and aboutin. You might even have a motorcycle per se. And I think that most people that live in the society we live in. Have a home of some sort? On those things, do you have insurance? That is my question to you. And if you do not, it seems like it's time to get you some. What are you doing out there listening to a podcast? Because if you are, at the same time simultaneously, you could be calling Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance to provide you with top-notch service. Give him a call at 559-638-3800. Do you not have a license? That doesn't seem to be a problem. He can set you up. Do I know how? I have no idea, but he can set you up. He claims to know. Are you anything like me? And when you were younger, got into some trouble, had a DUI, and needed an SR22 insurance? Maybe? I hope not. But if you do, Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance can set you up with the free SR22. You can find Alfredo looking sharp in the suit on 998. 998- north manning avenue in reedley california or you can give him a jingle down there at the shop at 559-638-3800 be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the symbiosis now podcast and he will set you up asap with all your insuring needs thank you alfredo for sponsoring the podcast and now let's get back to the show folks
1: Threat coming and stuff wait, what's like that.
0: The, what, wait, what's the game called?
1: Mass Effect.
0: Oh, okay. And it's like about aliens in the future?
1: Yeah, about humanity interacting with aliens in the future and, starting, and trying to stop this big old threat to the galaxy and stuff like that. Like, one of the things I really that I really liked about this series was that the interactions between the human characters and the alien characters in the game, like, a lot of them got along with each other, although you do have some racist humans that were kind of skeptical about the aliens and didn't trust them. Any. And the main villain of the first game was an alien who really hated humans and didn't want them to have any influence in the galactic government or anything. Like, he really hated humans. Like, there are some aliens in the series I really don't like. That was totally racist toward, hum- toward humans.
0: Don't you think if aliens contacted us, they would be? racist towards humans, like, in that sense where they would not want to fuck with humans. They'd think we're, like, disgusting or, like, inferior.
1: Well, it depends on what kind of alien race it would be. Like, if you're talking about the Vulcans in Star Trek, they actually came and helped the humans after a global war that
0: happened. Well, like, uh, the old conspiracy goes where We're all obsessed with gold, and that's why we backed our money with it, and it's all just a ploy from the aliens who need the gold, apparently, for us to mine it all and cough it all up slowly over time because they don't know how to mine it. They just got us under their thumb. You ever heard that before? (laughs) That's some wild shit, huh? I don't know. I don't believe that, obviously, but imagine some alien race is just like a long time ago basically enslaved humanity. Because we're just like, we'll find whatever, we'll mine for whatever, we'll dig for whatever, we'll build shit and we'll fucking do whatever. And then they told us, yeah, we'll go find this gold, otherwise you fucking all die. And slowly over time it was like, shit, we need gold and gold. And then eventually it was like, oh yeah, we back gold because it has all these uses and all this stuff. But it's like, yeah, but not for us. We end up just working for the dollars that are traded, paper currency that are traded for this gold. And then we cough the gold up to all the gold spots, all the jewelers. Where does all that gold go eventually? Do they just recycle it? Where the fuck do they oh, take um, it all?
1: Those are some big questions. You
0: know, big Where does all questions. the gold go back to? It doesn't go back to the aliens, though, is what I'm trying to say here. So fuck that whole conspiracy or whatever you want to call it, that whole theory. Like it's ancient alien theorists suggest some bullshit is all I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, some, bu- some bullshit. <laughs>
0: but there's fun theories, man.
1: Yeah, they're fun to talk about, I should admit.
0: Very, very fun. Because we don't know anyways, and I think that's why it's always a fun thing to talk about, is we don't really we really don't know, but we're pretty certain that it doesn't exist, but we don't even know if we exist. You know, when, when you get really high or some shit, and you realize, oh, whoa, dude, I don't even know if we're actually here on this planet right now, or, is this even real? Or even if you're not high, just in general, like, you ever walk around in a grocery store and be like, fuck, dude, everyone else has a whole world going on inside their head, and a whole life outside of those fucking walls that they go back to. And it's pretty wild to think about how we're all even here at all. So, it, I don't know, sometimes you got to wonder, like, if there was another, I don't know, version of humanity or another version of some intelligent being that's kind of like humans but maybe not the same, I feel like they would be much more superior most likely if they could stay in the shadows like apparently they have done for so long. And also they would probably not like us so much and maybe is why yeah. we're always at war and we're always fighting and doing weird shit because I'm sure that that would be a subversive tactic that's pretty easy to ensue on some uh, race that's inferior. You ever heard the theory that like, that the aliens, quote unquote, are actually just like humans but in the future or like uh, maybe another race that's, that precedes and predates humans that's like a more sophisticated type of primate? That we don't even know of Because it's like way ahead of us You know
1: Yeah I heard something like that before though Like ancient aliens Or aliens created humans or something
0: Oh yeah not, I, I guess that's a thing too right Where like possibly Just maybe An alien fucked a human And they made or they An alien fucked a monkey And they made the human You know that's a theory too I guess But I just meant like Say if there was literally A primate that's like a homo sapien but it's different it's like got a got the big upside down oblong shape type head and shit and is green maybe or some shit who knows because it's so much more advanced than us so much more evolved than us kind of like how there's monkeys now making stone tools that we were doing like hundreds of thousands of years ago we were making stone tools and look at how we've progressed over that time frame there could be another version of a primate or maybe it's not a primate, maybe it's a lizard or some shit, right? That predates humanity that is way more intelligent beyond light years essentially. You know. Yeah, so yeah. Does that make like, sense? Yeah, I guess so. You know, the world is a strange place. Like I I don't I'm not saying that it's it's true. I'm just saying sometimes when we think of these things that could be possible, Maybe there is a possibility, kind of like when people talk about Bigfoot. There used to be some big-ass creature that lived in the Pacific Northwest. It was kind of like a Bigfoot-type genetic breed, but it's it's extinct for, like, thousands of years. So we, like, imagine that there's something still out there when people say they swear they've seen it? Or is it just because we still remember genetically, maybe, something that was dwelling in that area? Or it's all just fucking fun to think about? You know. Yeah, anything is possible in this world, and it is fun to think about. Is Bigfoot an alien? Is my next question. Yeah.
1: Who knows, man? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So going back to the whole thing about aliens and stuff, I like to just kind of expand upon. You know, remember when I talked about the dark forest in that one episode of the podcast? I do. Yeah. So I finished reading. Book three of the three-body problem called The Death's End, which takes place after the Dark Forest, where humanity in the future is at peace with the aliens that tried to kill them in the previous book until the main character decided to stop it from happening by threatening to give out the location of their home world and Earth's home world, because according to the Dark Forest theory, all alien life is hostile to each other, and if they already find out about each other, they go freaking kill each other. So, basically, he said, if you attack us, I'm gonna sh- gonna send out both of our locations to the entire universe, and that way, we all die. It's like mutually assured destruction, so that scared the aliens away from invading Earth at the end of the Dark Forest.
0: So, what the fuck was the point of this all happening at all then?
1: So, basically, in the last book, Death's End, the main character of the previous book becomes the sword holder, which basically has to keep an eye out on, you know, the aliens to see if they try to stage anything sneaky again like they did back then, so he could press the button, which sends out, like, a radio wave exposing both their locations, and that way they get destroyed eventually. So it becomes old, and he has to pass it on to this new character, who was a Chinese woman. Well, the book was written by a Chinese author, so... gonna have a bunch of Chinese characters, so... Even though you also have American characters and uh, European characters and even Russian characters in that series too, so however, I guess the aliens knew that she wasn't gonna be brave enough to use that broadcast as a weapon against them. So they just so the aliens were able, well, like right after she became the next sword holder, attacked a bunch of places on Earth with these steel kinetic balls that freaking rip through a bunch of cities and stuff and eventually they began their invasion again and started forcing humanity to go to australia of all places so they could starve and die off and so the population could become more manageable once they enter the solar system again
0: why is everyone always got to send everyone to australia to go fucking be a deserted prisoner (laughs) I don't know like those aliens are like fucking evil not going to lie Dude humans did that though like the british did that that's what australia was right like it was like a prison island
1: Yeah and and, and you know what the aliens did in that book to humans I wouldn't want to go to australia they'd freaking attack they freaking bombed their cities until they freaking leave to australia
0: so brute force would be used, it, do you think if we had made contact in real in real life, like with fucking extraterrestrial creatures of some kind, meaning not of this earth, not of this planet, something else, that grew somewhere else and became intelligence fucking somewhere else, you think they'd use brute force or you think they'd just like laser beam or something, like do they need bombs, do they need fucking guns, like you know, isn't that kind of a real human predicament, like a real human invention, Specific well, to the planet and the in the regions sort of we grew. Weaponry, like lasers or something, but the
1: aliens in this book were using these steel, giant steel balls that, you know, that were basically, like, basically indestructible, you know, and use the force of them just to freaking, like, freaking collide with cities and spaceships and stuff.
0: However, so, we've got big balls, they've
1: got big balls
0: but we've yes. got the biggest balls of them all, is what they were saying, basically. I guess. And then eventually, <laughs> that broadcast
1: gets sent out, exposing the locations of both Earth and the alien homeworld, and then the invasion stops again, and and Earth, everyone on Earth is able to go back to like leave Australia and go back to their homes and stuff after that. However, because of what happened, guess what happens to the alien homeworld? What? It gets fucking destroyed, late destroyed. Because the location was exposed.
0: So like when you read this stuff, do you think that it's like a plausible play out of how it will actually go down? Is that why you like this? Or is it just because it's a funny it's it's a fun fictional thing to think about, like aliens well, in general?
1: Certainly not think about it's actually fucking scary to think about
0: though
1: <laughs> like imagine like the reason why nobody in the known universe has made contact with each other is because they know we'll get destroyed eventually by some by someone
0: working in outer space folks if you listen to this podcast then you know we're all about maintaining our ecosystem that includes the front and backyard because that's the ecosystem in which we all pretty much live. Whether you got trees to be pruned or you gotta put in some irrigation units or system, you might be in over your head, let's be honest. Sometimes it's kinda hard to make time with our busy lifestyles and sometimes it's something we just don't know how to do. We'd rather have someone else do it. So if you're looking for help with that, we have someone that we would definitely recommend over here at the Symbiosis Now podcast. Celaya and Sons lawn care veteran owned and operated by Carlos Celaya he's out there laying sod edging lawns planting trees and cleaning up some old landscapers bullshit if you want it done right and you want it done now give Carlos Celaya a call at 559-213-7365 and you will be able to find his email in the description below for this podcast that's Celia and Sons Lawn Care, 559-213-7365, because we all like it done right. So whatever you need done, you got to call Celia and Son. And this asshole Elon Musk is going to fuck it all up, huh? Like, we're we all, for centuries and for millennia, just been like, don't do anything to make them realize we're here. Just act like normal. And all of a sudden now he's like, I'm going to shoot some fucking shit out into the, into the outer space. I'm just going to shoot it real far. I'm going to shoot a fucking car out there. Like, you know, we're just like fucking with the wrong shit maybe as as we get down the road. And eventually we might be exposing ourselves. That's one of the bigger parts of alien lore, you know, is like... This idea that ever since we shot off the fucking H-bomb or the A-bomb that we were using nuclear force and shit and the aliens heard us from way off in the distance. It rippled through the universe and then through the multiverse and through the whatever and they hurt us and they fucking tracked it back to here. And now they made contact and that's why ever since we've had technocratic ass weird ass societies. But I don't know if I buy all that shit. I don't feel like that's all connected necessarily. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it is a story that people tell.
1: Yeah. And because of what happened to that alien homeworld, that makes the humans of Earth scared because they know that they're going to be next because their location has been exposed to. And they start, you know, going to different planets and start building these cities, orbiting Jupiter and all of that stuff because they think Jupiter is going to be a safe place because how that planet got the story was that an alien civilization sent like a projectile into one of their suns, and the sun exploded and freaking burned that planet to a crisp. And they think that they're gonna that whatever killed that planet is gonna use that same method on them. However, this is where things get really messed up. There's like this other alien ra- alien civilization that. ...sends out a weapon. And guess what the weapon is? What? Uh, Something that resembles a piece of paper.
0: You mean like...
1: It resembles a piece of paper. But guess what happens to whatever touches that slip of paper? It's all paper. It just looks like a slip of paper when you look at it... ...based on what the book describes it. What? It starts converting everything into two dimensions...
0: So it can break down dimensional reality? Yes.
1: Yeah, it starts breaking down everything it touches into two dimensions, and it starts spreading all over the Milky Way galaxy, and eventually the whole universe is going to be fucked because, you know, it even describes what happens what it does to the human body, like when it starts when a human body starts converting into two dimensions like it starts flattening out and looks like freaking like a bloody mass or something yeah some crazy stuff and what it does to planets like everything starts looking like the painting the starry Night, vincent van Gogh painting like you know how all looks all swirly and stuff that's how planets start looking like after being converted to two dimensions
0: so all yeah, this shit sounds crazy, crazy. super fucking woo-woo and, like, extra, but also it sounds like if some weird shit were really going down and there was a battle of different fucking races of, of, of intelligent creatures of some kind throughout the universe yes. and the multiverse, it'd be some weird-ass storyline like this. It'd be, like, some yeah. really far-out uh, Hunter S. Thompson-y ass slash fucking what the, what's-the-Scientology guy it'd be all like that you know Ron Hubbard. oh yeah LRH bro it'd be like L.R.H. type writing and like it, it, I feel like it really would be kind of like that so I get where you're coming from with with these really well-written books though these really well-written novels that you're reading but I feel like the idea of all of this the storyline grasps I feel like from what you've told me a lot of the realities of what we'd be dealing with if we were dealing with a true situation like that, where we'd be dealing with fucking other worlds and other alien races of some kind coming together or having interactions of some kind. It'd be some wild ass shit, like stuff that we wouldn't even understand. Like you said, their weapons were like a piece of paper that if you if it touches anything, turns everything into two dimensional objects. Like that's some wild ass shit bro Like if yeah. Versus us We'd be like We're gonna send a fucking nuclear bomb And then what if they just It doesn't do anything to them Cause like They're not like Physical Meat bodies You know what I mean Who fucking knows right Like but But shit We don't have some shit that breaks shit down into two dimensional objects You know
1: Yeah and And there's also this part in the book where it's discovered that there's this pocket dimension where it's where everything is in four dimensions And you could see everything from the inside and stuff too, apparently So
0: the guy that wrote this book is like big on acid i'm assuming right or some shit Uh, not really. He's
1: just a uh Chinese science fiction author who specializes
0: in hard science fiction and stuff like that. So, he's a, a weirdo basically in short form, but I mean, I like it. I like weirdos. I'm not trying to be uh, I mean, condescending. I
1: wouldn't, as, <laughs> I wouldn't describe him as a weirdo, but but he's like really into, you know, you know hard science concepts like physics
0: and you know Metaphysics and all that stuff. He used to like play chess against Stanley Kubrick and shit type of guy, right?
1: I guess you're going to play like that, I don't know,
0: bro. I'm just saying like it just seems like he's a, he's one of those guys that's like actually a great novel writing person yeah. who has studied the greats, you know, and, and studied the way that physics and all this shit kind of works. and Kind of like that show Rick and Morty. It's a good fucking show, man. Like, I know it's stupid oh, yeah, and it's skin. dumb and it's funny and it's supposed to be talking about dicks and getting drunk. But, dude, it's funny, dude, and it's clever. Oh, it's yeah. fucking oh, clever. Man. Like, the way that, that they write that show, you have to be like a si- – you have to understand science and shit. The way that physics, like, are are actually mapped out, like, you have to know that shit to write this show. Like, it's pretty wild to watch a show like that and see it makes kind of sense, like, scientifically, even though it's just – dumb it's kind of pissing on the whole idea of uh how deep physics and biological sciences are are beloved but really rick and just kind of perverts it in the tv in the show you know but it's funny and it is fucking clever and it's deep and there's a lot of things like that like you said you brought up star trek earlier that shit's some deep shit all this reality of science and stuff is is wrapped into the storyline uh Star Wars a little less Right But Star Trek Was a little more like Whoa That's kind of You know it could fe- This This is feasible shit Kind of like The Matrix yeah, the, thing is, the Matrix Was is one of those movies That really is feasible For most people That's why they call it Red pilling And all this shit Because it really resonated With people's minds A way to describe The possibility Of how our reality Actually exists
1: Yeah The thing is With Star Wars Is that that's like Soft science fiction Like it's all right. You know More fantastical Like It's all you know well, you know, it's all you know, fiction. You know, science fiction, like super soft science fiction, like no hard concepts or anything. Right. It's not really scientifically accurate, even though they do talk about hyperspace jumping and stuff like that, which does have some basis. You know, like you know, light speed travel and stuff like that. But Star Trek has it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a little bit more on the hard side of science fiction, but it's more of an optimistic view of the future of humanity. Right. While. Other science fiction like Warhammer 40k and you know the three body books are basically a very dark and
0: pessimistic view of the future of humanity and stuff like that but, like very dark yeah you know, like our, dark. our our yeah. present like uh, what do you want to describe it like our place in all of that the the, the reality of how all that would unfold would be very minuscule Like I guess is what you're describing and I feel like that's what some of us don't like about accepting the possibility of alien race or something out there in the world in the universe is because it would make us feel even even I don't know if it would consider be more significant or less significant but I feel like it would make most people feel even less significant because at least right now we're like oh we're the only creature like it's something that wakes me out of a stupor of being sad or some shit just be like wow dude but i mean the chance that i have here the fact that i'm alive and exist at all when we don't know of any other place that this happens you know that really kind of sometimes will reset your brain into like be like okay i just gotta keep moving forward because this is a once in a lifetime whatever you want to call it opportunity but if there were aliens and should be like is it though like, is this even like what we thought it was? Because it would destroy our sense of time, our sense of religion, a lot of religions. It would des- destroy our sense of like how things operate and work and, and, and our big headedness. It would expose our big headedness that we're so important in the, and we act like the earth is the middle of the universe type of thing. You know, it's the center of it all. And all the everything else revolves around it, you know? Yeah, That's kind of the commonplace of man, I feel like, often, in the, especially just with the way that our parents and uh, and traditions have trickled down over the years, you know? Yeah.
1: And what if we are alone in the universe?
0: Isn't that sadder, though? Sometimes it makes you more sad, right? And more scared. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of like it. Like when I sit, well, Like, tonight, I'll go out and I'll look at the stars, and that shit humbles me. But sometimes it's like, it's not humbling enough, sadly. So almost like if there was another race that was like competing against us, maybe it would humble us more, you know, because we'd be like, wow, we're not the only thing, you know, we don't, we don't live on an Island here. We have to all operate and like have a type of symbiosis beyond our planet even, but we can't even be symbiotic in our fucking neighborhoods, you know?
1: Yeah, and I wonder, you know, if we were to make contact with alien life. Some of the stuff we have some of the conflicts we have now, like Russia and Ukraine and stuff that what what if there'd be like a version of that conflict out in space, like between Earth and this alien civilization or this alien civilization against this alien civilization, and there'd be like a Cold War esque
0: scenario too, you know? All I know is that all the humans that'd be involved with that would fall for it all day long. Like we'd we'd all just believe like someone one of the politicians like like Rand Paul or or something very persuasive would come and be like, I talked to the aliens, and they're they're our friends. They told us that all they want to do is help us win this revolution on this planet. We have to end this world hunger and these children being sex trafficked and all this stuff, and the aliens, they're going to help us get there. So we need to listen to anything they say, and then all of a sudden everyone, yeah, we're pro-alien, man. You know, you got all the pro-alien. Are you pro-alien? No, you're anti-alien? You fucking dumbass. You know what I mean? You'd hear all these different things, you know, and we wouldn't even know if there'd actually be alien contact. You know, I think of that, and I, 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 per, I perceive of a future where there are actually aliens, but we have literal, like, Our politicians and our leaders may be saying that there are aliens and this is what they said to do. Kind of like the idea of saying there is a God and this is what he said to do. And that has happened in religion for fucking centuries, at least. And I feel like we could be maybe approaching that kind of future where the control is like beyond us. We maybe make up a fucking an alternate race, which is almost even sadder because at least the idea of God usually somehow has this goodness to it this hope to it and i feel like if there was like an alien race that's actually in charge and makes the decisions now we become cockroaches we become useless pests you know working working rodents just to do what we have to do to to appease this other race that actually runs us you know but i could perceive of that man because we already do that to the elites on this planet that are the same fucking skin and blood as us you know
1: Yeah, that's some loss stuff you're taking. I should say.
0: Well, I should say that I'm very grateful to have you on the podcast again and let you listen to my crazy rants, Brad. Yeah, and same here too. You listen to some of my craziness too, you know. Well, I'm glad we can share some craziness together because I enjoy yeah. your um, perspective and the way that you like you you get. I know you get what I'm saying when I'm saying it, even if it's kind of far out. And some of the things I brought up in this episode, I hope the listener knows too. Not necessarily that I think that. It's just that I've heard these theories and the way other people have described like as if they know for sure that this is how it is. And and I don't know if I buy any of that shit, man. I like to always just kind of think about it like it's always possible. We could always find out later what the real truth is, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way too, not going to (laughs) lie. Because to think that we know the truth already. And that everyone else is fucking wrong It's kind of weird you know. Yeah I see But you're the man dude Please come back on the podcast again soon Oh I'll be sure
1: to be back soon my
0: guy And we'll talk about more stuff You know next time around And maybe next time around we'll be back in person For now I'm doing over the phone uh, interviews And it's going good though Brad And this was another good banger of an episode I think Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah it was a banger I should say even though it's over the
0: phone. My man, yeah, it's all good, though. I love seeing you in person, man. Yeah, same here, dude. Bradley Gonzalez, you are the fucking man. No one is better at explaining some of the historical events that I've had on this podcast for sure, or really anyone else that I know. That's why I really like to have good conversations with you, man. I appreciate you. I need you. We need you. Shit, it was a blast talking about all this craziness about aliens. Bro, aliens, man. It's my favorite thing to talk about sometimes, you know? (laughs) And especially when you're talking about some wild-ass literature-based Understandings of, of aliens or of the extraterrestrial that I've never heard. Thank you for tuning in with some craziness. But thank you more for making sense of some shit that's happening in our world as we speak and historically from the past. Because, Bradley, the things that you helped us put together in this episode are very powerful. They will help, I think, most people that have listened understand that this is not something that happened overnight. The Ukrainian-Russian conflict is not something that happened overnight. Whatever we're calling it, I'm calling it that. The Ukrainian-Russian conflict. Whatever the fuck this thing is that we got going on right now. We got a lot of other crazy things that have been going on for a long time. And that's not news to you. But if it is, congratulations. And congratulations to Bradley for enlightening you and myself. Listener, I hope you had a blast. I hope that you're ready to roll into the next episode. I hope that you're ready to uh, like, share, subscribe, and tell all your friends about the podcast By the way, I also got some pins from the podcast and ordered some new holographic stickers. So any moment now, they'll be rolling in the door. They're ready for your purchasing. Or if you are cool, I'll just give it to you. I don't really need the money, I guess. But it would be cool if you'd like to donate because the podcast could always use a little donation. We're trying to grow in these crazy times. And we're trying to keep it flowing in these crazy times. Thank you, listener, for tuning in once again to the Symbiosis Now podcast. Thank you, Bradley, once again, for coming on the Symbiosis Now podcast. And this is Tyler Colombero signing off for this episode. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast.